I believe. I believe you are the way. The Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. And right here, right now, I want to thank God for the life that he's given us, that he died to give us. Father, we worship you. We can count on your name and we do count on your name. So Father, as we've worshipped, your presence is here and we thank you for that. Right now, already, you're speaking to individuals and Father, as now I share a word briefly, I pray that you continue, you would continue to speak to individuals, to every one of us. Father, you're always speaking. I pray that we'd have open hearts and ears to listen. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. You can uh, take your seats. Fantastic. Great to see so many visitors here this morning. If you're a visitor, can you give us a wave? Fantastic. Let's give them a round of applause. Don't often do that, but um, we want to welcome you to Zion Christian Centre. It's fantastic that you're here to see some of those people, watch my head there, getting baptised today. It's going to be an amazing service. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Before that, you've got me to deal with. (laughs) To deal with. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to talk. And today, we're in our fifth week of our teaching series, and that is Dangerous Love. And today, like I've said, it's significant because it's a baptism one. We're five people, another five people getting baptized today, and that's awesome, isn't it? That's fantastic. And I just hope this is going to hold my weight. If it doesn't, there could be six. (laughs) And speaking on love and forgiveness, which is what I'm talking about today. For me, it couldn't be more apt. You see, I love hearing stories of what God has done in people's lives. And later, a little later, we're going to hear some powerful ones of how lives have been changed, transformed by the power and love of forgiveness. The power and love of forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ. But for now, like I've said, it's my talk. And the song that kicked us off this morning was You Can't Buy Me Love. And didn't Mark and the team do a fantastic job there? I want to say you can't buy me love, but you can maybe buy the Premiership or the Champions League. <laughs> Bit of controversy there for the footballing fans. A great game last night. It was fantastic. <laughs> You can't buy me love. And that was done by the Beatles. And as I look around the room, some of you, some of you, most of you, are old enough to remember when that was released. (laughs) I, however, am not. (laughs) And I don't think my parents were even together when it was. Now, I'm not saying that you're old or anything. I want you to hear me here. I'm not rubbing that point in. But if that's what you are hearing, then please 
show me some love and forgiveness. <laughs> you can't buy me love, and that's true, isn't it? You may be able to buy, I've said the Champions League, or the Premiership, but you can't buy love. We can't make people love us, however hard we may try, and you certainly can't buy it. There may be millionaires out there with gorgeous women on their arms, but I want to assure you, it's probably not the people they love, but their bank balance. And then we heard from Leon last week, and, and he said that you can't buy things that will make you more appealing to the opposite sex. He used the links range. Other products are available. <laughs> and he said that in the 20 years that he'd been using it, it never worked for him. <laughs> I want to suggest that whatever he were, were used during those 20 years, <laughs> it may not have worked for him. <laughs> And I can say that because he's not here today. <laughs> Alison is. I know, I'm, she's giving me dagger. No, she's not. He's not here today, but if he listens to the podcast, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> and Leon, if you are listening to the podcast when you do, it's an opportunity to show me love and forgiveness. You can't buy me love. So you can't buy it and we can't earn it. But the great news here this morning is that we don't have to. We don't have to. You see, even if you realize it or not, you're loved. Every single one of you is loved. Loved beyond reason. And it's not dependent. It's not dependent on what you have, what you look like, or what you've done. Because there is a God who loves you. Loves you for who you are and as you are. And nothing Nothing you can do can change that. God is love. And he chooses to love you. And we have to understand that part before we can even think of forgiveness. You have to get that. It's because of God's great love for us that he can forgive us. Even whilst we were sinners, distant from him, at our worst, Christ died for us. For me and for you. And he did it out of love. You have to understand that and accept that first. That God chooses to love you. And then as you understand that, if you ask him to forgive you, he chooses to do that too. You see, and I want you to hear this, that love is forgiveness. Without love, it is impossible to forgive. But again, there's great news here this morning. Because God loves you, you are also created to love. And because you can love, you are also able to forgive. God loves us unconditionally, and we're called to do the same. And if we're to love like God, then we have to forgive like God. We can't pick and choose who we want to forgive. We can't forgive some and not others. Love is for all, so forgiveness must be too. And I know this may be a difficult subject for some of you today, but it's one we have to face head on. And some of you may have been hurt a great deal in the past and may be going through some pain now. And I don't want to trivialize that in any way. But what I do want to do is try and speak into it. 
See, Dangerous Love, it's our teaching series. And we're in our fifth week and we've heard lots of ways how we must be that little more dangerous. How we must show Christ's love. We have to show it. We have to live it out. But you may think that it's dangerous to forgive. Dangerous to show love. But the flip side of that is that it's more dangerous for you if you don't. It's more dangerous for you if you don't. Like I said, you may have been seriously hurt in the past, but holding on to it, not forgiving, you're letting it hurt you every day of your future. By not forgiving, you're letting it hurt you still every day of your future. Anger, bitterness, frustration, cynicism, anxiety, depression could all be symptoms of unforgiveness. And these, and these can show up at any time for any reason and for sometimes no reason at all. Road rage. Anyone had that here this morning? Don't show your hands. It's not a time for that. <laughs> but I'm sure we've all had one of those moments where that has happened. And the deeper question is, we have to ask ourselves why. We have to ask ourselves why. You see, there's often more going on under the surface than the reaction that is happening on top of it. God, God has freely forgiven us, and if we don't forgive others, then we're really only hurting ourselves and possibly those closest to us. And God, God doesn't want that for your life. Jesus came to set us free, to love as he loves us, which is unconditional. As it's unconditional, that requires us to be the same. It requires us to forgive. You see, when you forgive somebody, you are giving them what God has given to you. But actually, it's for your benefit because you're setting yourself free. How amazing, how amazing is that? And to really forgive, you have to love. You see, love, love is the key that unlocks forgiveness. Proverbs 17 verse 9 says this, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven. That's a powerful truth there, and one we have to try and live by. And as I'm speaking on this, <laughs> I'm speaking to myself more than anyone I by no means have got this sorted. And if I'm honest, if you're honest, I'm not sure many of us have. But we have to try. We have to make a choice to try. We have to make a choice to love more and to forgive more. You see, there can be no love without forgiveness. And there is no forgiveness without love. They go hand in hand. And you may be new here this morning and you think, what on earth is this guy talking about? <laughs> but every one of you here, I can guarantee that you've been hurt. Something's been done to you. Something's been said to you. And on the flip side of that, you may have done exactly the same. And then you know how it makes you feel. We've probably all had it in the pit of your stomach. This is a topic for everyone, not just us Christians. 
<laughs> and if you have a Bible, I'd like you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 18. That's Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to look at verses 21 to 35. And this is some amazing teaching on the subject, and we'll look together at what Jesus says on this. And I'm reading from the NIV. So Matthew chapter 18, and we'll start with verse 21. And it says this, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven? <laughs> and I want to pause here a moment because this is an important question. It may be a stupid one, but it is important. And before I explain why, I love it how the message puts it. And the message is just another translation of the Bible. And in the message, it says this. At that point, Peter got up the nerve to ask. <laughs> Peter got up the nerve to ask. So it was obviously something that Peter was thinking about. He was building up courage to ask. And I'm not sure if one of the disciples had upset him and he's keeping count. Or whether he really understands what forgiveness is and he wants to try and show Jesus that he knows or anyone else that is listening. You see, in Jewish culture, it was taught or it was a belief that you only had to forgive someone three times. So Peter, thinking he's been really generous in his forgiving, doubles that number and then he adds on one for good measure. <laughs> and he comes up with a number seven. And I'm sure there's a moment here when Peter is quite pleased with himself. It's a pat on the back moment. It's a yes. But Jesus responds quickly to prevent this. And in verse 22, Jesus says this, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Ouch. And here again, I can picture Peter. That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> I can picture Peter having a Homer Simpson moment. Dull. You see... What Jesus is saying here that is that you don't keep count. You don't keep count. We have to forgive and keep forgiving and not keep count. You see, if we're counting, we're still really holding on to the hurt. We're still keeping a record of the wrongs that have been done against us. And Jesus doesn't want that for our lives. He wants us to love and to forgive. To love how we are loved. Love holds no record of wrongs. That's 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5. And then we're to forgive how we've been forgiven, which is much. And that's in Luke 7 verse 47. And then Jesus. Jesus goes on to tell a story. And you'll find that in verses 23 to 35. And you can read that if you want as I retell it. So in this story, there is a servant who owes a huge amount of money. It's so big that it's totally unrepayable. And Jesus, Jesus wants us to get that point. He wants us to know that. This entitles a master who he owes the money to, 
to sell him as a slave, along with his wife and children and everything that he owns, to try and get some of that money back. The servant then falls to his knees and he begs the master to have mercy. He begs him to have patience with him until he can pay it back. The master doesn't have to do that. But as you read next, he does. He has compassion on him and he forgives him for the debt. Wow. The story then goes on to say that that same servant goes out and finds a fellow servant. He goes out and finds a fellow servant who owes him money. But this is a significantly smaller amount. An amount which would totally have been payable. He could have repaid it back. But the story tells us that this servant is angry. He grabs his fellow servant by the throat, the Bible says, and he demands the money back immediately. He demands it back immediately. And at this point, that fellow servant too falls to his knees and he pleads for mercy, for patience, until he can repay that debt back too. But the servant The servant forgetting what had been previously shown, that forgiveness and compassion, he refuses. And he has the man thrown in jail until the debt can be repaid. No forgiveness is shown here. And this is seen by onlookers who had previously witnessed that same service, same servant being forgiven of the debt he owed. This This gets back to the master, and he's not a happy chappy. He summons the servant back to him. A wicked servant, he calls him. The master then goes on to say that he was forgiven a huge debt, a great debt that was totally unrepayable, that he was shown compassion and mercy because he asked for it. Yet, when that same servant was asked the same very thing he showed none and then the master in his anger in his anger hands him over to torturers to torturers and he had him thrown in prison until his debt was repaid too and as I mentioned earlier this debt was not repayable it's not going to happen so what it meant was the servant would live in torture and in prison for the rest of his life He'd be tortured and in prison for the rest of his life because he was unable to forgive. And this, this is the main point that Jesus wants us to get here. You see, when we don't forgive, we're torturing ourselves. We're torturing ourselves with the pain. It becomes like a prison and we suffer as a consequence. This is no longer about the person that hurt you but actually all about yourself and the action that you take. To forgive is to set yourself free. Your destiny, your destiny is too great to let anyone keep you from moving forward. So choose to forgive. Choose to forgive and choose to live free. You see, when you forgive other people, your heavenly father also forgives you and that should sound familiar because that's from Matthew 6 and verse 14 
and it comes straight after the Lord's Prayer. We've looked at forgiveness a little bit. And now let's look at what forgiveness isn't. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not forgetting. You can't get rid of a hurt by simply trying to forget it. It's not possible. I'm sure most of us have tried. But what we do do, what we do do is choose to never again to bring up the offence and use it against that person. And forgiveness is not tolerating sin. Forgiveness is not tolerating sin. If someone is continually hurting you, then you need to stop them. It's possible for you to forgive, but still take steps to end that ongoing abuse or hurt. And you do that by removing yourself from the situation and then calling the authorities. You have to speak up. You don't suffer in silence and don't ever keep forgiving if you're in physical danger. And I'm not contradicting what I'm preaching about here. You see, to forgive doesn't mean you continually do so if you're in any physical or emotional danger. You can forgive the person once, but don't let them repeat that. They may need help too, and you have to get out of that situation. Forgiveness is not seeking revenge. It's not sweeping what was done to you under the carpet. It is, however, taking a step of faith to hand it over to God, who is a righteous judge, the Bible says, and he will demand payment for what has been done. It's only God's job to do that. And it's making a choice. It's making a choice to let go and trust God with your situation. This, this is a huge subject, I know. And in a short time, I've got, I can't address, I can't address everything. But what I do hope is this morning, what I do hope this morning is that it's a start. And that you make a start. A start to resolve things with God. And as you know, we're running a Freedom in Christ course. We've been doing it a long time at the church now and, and it's been amazing. And most of you have been through that and there's about 40 or so many people on it at this very time. And, and that's huge, it's fantastic. And I have the pleasure, 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 pleasure of leading that with an amazing team. These guys are fantastic uh, and I love them. And we've had the privilege of seeing lives transformed, changed, and past situations set free. It's been amazing. And like I've said, this is a huge area. And we need help with it. And the more teaching we can get on the subject, the better. And if you've not done the course before, what I want to do is invite you to come to the session that's on June the 18th. June the 18th, and it's a session on forgiving from the heart. It's a powerful session where you heal some amazing, amazing revelational truth and biblical truth. And I really want to encourage you to, to come along to that. There's a sign-up sheet at the back of church. It's going to remain there for the next couple of weeks until the 17th. We need to know just so we can facilitate the numbers. If you've never done the course, 
I'd invite you to come and do that one session. And if you've done it again, if you've done it before in the past, why not come along again and do that one session? It's going to be amazing. And as I finish now, as I end my talk, I just want to ask Lee and the band to come back. Forgiveness is a difficult subject. And it's not one it's not one that I can talk into in 20 minutes. It's something that is an ongoing journey with you and God. You have to constantly work this out with him. You have to make a choice to work that out with him. And again, freedom in Christ, if you sign up, that could be the start of a choice you're making to get some teaching, to get some application, to get some biblical truth on what and how we deal with this subject. You know, the great news is, like I've said, we can forgive because we've been forgiven. And just in a little while, you're going to see that. You're going to witness that firsthand. And that is amazing. People here are going to tell you their stories of how they're loved and how they've been forgiven by the amazing Jesus Christ. You're going to see that. And if none of my words have sunk in this morning, I want to encourage you to listen to these five guys. These five guys that are going to share what God's done in their life. They've experienced it. They've got it. They haven't got it all, but they've got something. They know the power of love and forgiveness. And that's amazing. And as we just head back into worship, I want you to stand. I want you all to stand. Like I've said, this is a subject for everyone. We all may have experienced some hurt one way or another. Whether you've hurt someone or been hurt yourself, it's real. But the great news is, the great news this morning is that God is in control, wants to help you and wants to heal that hurt. And that's awesome, isn't it? As we sing, there's some amazing words going to come up on screen. And I want you to sing them as a declaration, as a start of this again. God can move the mountains. God can move the mountains. And whatever mountain it is in your life, you need to get over. God can move that. As we sing, there's going to be some movement on stage here. We're going to open the baptism tank. The singers are going to be baptized as well. Amen. Fantastic. There's going to be some movement going on. There's going to be people moving out to go and get changed. So go with that. But remain in God's presence. Remain open to what God wants to say to you because he's not finished talking to you yet. And I pray that as these five guys will speak, will share what God's done, you'll continue to listen. God's always talking. God's always talking. Amen.